0: Jeff Kober and we welcome you to another Disney News on Parade for August 28th of 220. And let me tell you, lots to cover today. We cover a range of topics from Bob Iger's comments about the CDC while reinstalling wages at the Disney executive level. cast member furloughs to continue and NBA makes a protest inside the Disney bubble about tragic events occurring outside. The security guard at Epcot gets attacked for asking a guest to wear his mask, and Disneyland may just be more ready to open than we think. All this and Halloween news at Walt Disney World. Join us for this week's Disney News on Parade, and be sure to check out our notes page, which has lots of images, especially of all the Halloween goodness that is going on at Walt Disney World. But let's start with bigger, more important news. ABC News shared this week about the CDC's abrupt change, uh, telling people uh, that testing might not be necessary. This has been um, uh, a very surprising move on CDC, apparently occurred while Fauci was um, undergoing surgery. At any rate, medical professionals and public health experts swiftly pushed back, uh, calling the move baffling and dangerous because it would reduce the country's visibility on the virus. Ahead of flu season, and may I say, ahead of election days, um, and and all of this, of course, occurring at the same time that schools are reconvening. But what makes this article from ABC News interesting, besides its ultimate impact on the Disney parks, is that Bob Iger stepped out of the sunlight of Twitter, into the sunlight of Twitter, and shared the following: This is more than disappointing. It is. Horrifying. I think that Bob Iger accurately expresses the sentiment of a lot of people who are wanting a very confident, very scientific, very assured uh, report from the CDC. They want the CDC to tell the honest and best truth. Also this week, Variety reported that Disney has reinstated executive salaries for most of those impacted by temporary pay cuts amid the COVID-19 pandemic, according to those familiar with the situation. As of April 5th, the company reduced salaries of vice president-level executives and above by 20%. Those uh, who were senior vice presidents, their pay was trimmed by 25%, and executive VP-level staff saw a 30% reduction. Um, All the while, CEO Bob Chapek had taken a 50% cut and executive chairman Bob Iger is foregoing his salary for the entire year, which on the latter, I would expect may still be occurring, uh, despite that execs uh, are receiving their payback. Now, I don't have a real conflict with executives being compensated for their work if they have proven results. And if we're showing that things are getting back up to normal, I think that's a great thing. And I think that people ought to be compensated for that. The degree of compensation is a concern of mine as well as just two weeks ago, I believe, in a Disney News on Parade, we talked about Hong Kong uh, staff being asked to forego one day's pay in addition to executive staff, uh, executive cuts. So I'm hoping that they're not being required to do something. I mean, at some point, I know Hong Kong is different than the American parks and so forth, but at some point, everybody ought to be sharing the same burden and not one team going uh, with less than another. The other thing uh, that is just uh, very difficult for me, and it moves to our next item, Disney cast members received an email from Disney this week and it stated, quote, we continue to manage through this pandemic and based on your role, you will continue to remain on furlough until further notice. This is for those By the way, who have not yet come back to Disney. When we initially notified you of your furlough, we could not have anticipated that it could exceed six months. However, due to business circumstances that were not reasonably foreseeable at the time, and given the unprecedented and ongoing nature of the pandemic and its impact on our businesses, we regret to inform you that we now reasonably expect your could extend beyond six months from your initial furlough date we wish we had been able to provide you with more notice and we have acted as quickly as we could given the rapidly changing situation i think communication is great but i think the optics of telling your cast members that hey we don't have room or budget for you while at the same time restoring executive level pay which I don't know that the vice presidents, I think you have to get up where it really get, you. Re, I don't think their pay is amazingly high for most vice presidents. Where they get their pay is usually in um, uh, shares of stock and, and, and those kinds of packages. However, um, you get to the highest levels and it's way over the top. And here we are, we've got cast members who, really don't know when they're coming back and it's pretty scary. And by the way, when you talk about getting results, you haven't reopened Disneyland yet. And so it's not necessarily Disneyland's fault that it hasn't reopened. It's more about the state of California and the governor of California. And yet, how can we say we're ready to... rate, uh, anyway, all of that is a little concerning. As bad as all those things are, What's worse is some of the brutality and violence that has occurred, um, particularly among minorities. Um, and so uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, remember the NBA has been inside this bubble at Disney working through all these uh, NBA games. Well, the Milwaukee's decision was to sit the fifth game of their first round playoff series against the Orlando Magic Um uh, they decided to, um, to, to sit that game on Wednesday, which actually eventually led the rest of the day's NBA postseason slate to being postponed. Thursday's matchups were called off, as well as a demonstration against the brutal violence um, during the protests in Wisconsin. While the season was potentially in jeopardy, players have since made the call Thursday to continue the season, and have had positive communication with owners amid the recent playoff protests, according to to the Bleacher Report. Um, At this point, there are about 13 teams left inside the Walt Disney World campus um, in Orlando, where the remainder of the League Ledger is being being held. So that too, the impact of events uh, across our country, have come to impact events here at Walt Disney World. Uh, Also, in a very ugly situation, according to the Orlando Sentinel, an Orlando man struck an Epcot security guard when he was reminded to follow the theme park's mask rules, uh, according to an Orange County Sheriff's report. This is perhaps the first known crime report involving such a confrontation at Disney World, and it is remarkably opposite to what I have observed in the parks. This has not been the behavior... People have been really good sports about wearing the mask and making the best of it and putting their patients' pants on. But apparently, that didn't work for Enrico Toro, 35 years old, who is accused of hitting the guard in the head and threatening to kill him. This led to Toro's arrest on August 14th, according to the arrest affidavit. And I believe that the security guard has decided to press charges against uh, Toro. So, if 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 you i totally i totally respect anyone who does not feel like they should be obliged to wear a mask despite the safety implications of doing so among other people that said you can't go to a private property and 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 expect to do your own thing it doesn't work that way and and, and, and if you're not willing to abide it, the worst thing you could do is, is to fight it by, by taking it out on, on really innocent frontline cast members who are just trying to do their job. It's just a very disappointing situation. Uh, Wesh um, shared that executives from all three theme parks told governor Ron DeSantis in a meeting on Wednesday that the reopenings have been a success in all the parks at Universal Seaward and Disney and claim that they have created some of the safest environments in the world. The governor in return replied that the state would be open to allowing the theme parks to increase capacity at their attractions. Quote, we think the capacity can be increased when you have the kind of protocols they have in place, you know, we're very comfortable at the state level that they're doing it in a good way. End of quote. That's from DeSantis. Um, And even though the reality of it is this, even though DeSantis says you can open up more, it's limited as to what they could do because right now, even though they've opened up a lot of hotel rooms, and a lot of space for guests staying in hotels on Disney property or coming, buying a ticket, it's not being filled out. However, the one section of one area where there are a lot of guests wanting to come are the pass holders. And I realize everybody in this audience are not pass holders. So I try to temper my discussion on that, but, um, um, but, uh, this has been a big issue among pass holders, is here you had purchased a pass that allowed you unlimited visits for the space of time you were given with the idea that premium passes allowed you every day of the year. Uh, it's, just, um, it's just been a really messy thing. Now, the good news is that at the start of this week, additional days were added for shareholders wishing to visit the parks. And on Thursday evening, uh, last night, that we're recording on Friday morning, even more days have since been added. So that has been positive. Uh, I have to admit, I spend as much time making reservations as I used to making fast passes because you're kind of looking at the system and going, okay, what, what days are available? And then you're kind of looking at it and going, okay, well, that's not what I want, but I'll go with this anyway. And then later changes are made and more availability is made. So then you take off that reservation and put it into a new one. And so it gets a little on the crazier side. Um, Some bloggers noted that in an interview that Josh um, DiAmaro, head of uh, Parks and Experiences Worldwide, um, had said that um, the reservation system which makes this happen is not going away. That is not what Josh said. What Josh said in the interview is that he named a number of technologies they had applied in order to make it more possible for this guest experience to occur, and it include mobile ordering and um, being able to pay with your app, um, um, with your apps and so forth, um, electronically pay of which he said, and many of these things are probably not going to go away. He didn't specify uh, that it would be the reservation system. In truth, that reservation system may be here for quite a while and it may not go away. But I think when you get back to the old days where it's just as many people you get in the park every single day and you don't have to worry about a pandemic, why would you worry about a reservation? Shanghai is opened with a reservation system, concerned that they were going to be inundated and they did have a very busy summer. but after that first summer, they pretty well dropped the reservation system up until the pandemic when they reconvened it. But so I, I think the reservation system plays a big role. I don't know that it's here to stay permanently. By the way, these comments came from Josh as he was interviewed by the CEO of the US Travel Association, Roger Dow. And in that interview, he was asked, well, what about Disneyland? When is Disneyland reopening? And Josh also noted, quote, the reality is we don't have an opening date for Disneyland right now. We don't have any California guidelines for opening. And as soon as a date and those guidelines are set. I can tell you we are ready to reopen, end of quote. So um, that, in the wake of waiting that day, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Park, and mind you, um, remember that downtown Disney, their shopping area, which is open, is just proximate. It's just right next door to the two parks, and all of it is joined together by a promenade. So um, folks are visiting Downtown Disney, and they walk by the parks like, like you walk by Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory to see nothing comes in, nothing comes out, you know, but but you're kind of excited about it, and people are walking by. Well, they've noticed that at night they have started to turn the lights on in both parks, and it's almost like they're sending a message to say, we are determined. Someday we are reopening. Um, California currently sits as the highest number of confirmed COVID-19 cases of all 50 states. Um, They are seeking to bring that number down, but um, the stage that they're at, they still have to move to another stage before they'll even confirm reopening the parks. By the way, Florida's number is not far behind, although we are reopened. However, the difference, I think it is a big difference is that the larger percentage of cases is down four hours south of here in the Miami-Dade area and not here in Central Florida. Not to say we shouldn't take it seriously, but that's different than Disneyland that sits in the middle of the entire Los Angeles region. And by the way, let me come back to pass holders. I feel for pass holders at Disneyland, because that is a huge bulk of their business. And if they're going to start out with small numbers, while it is going to be the hardest thing to get a ticket to come back into the parks, and they're probably not going to do the park hopping there either. So, mm, hard, hard, hard. Now, I have to come to the best part of the entire podcast. Although no Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween parties are being held at the Magic Kingdom this year, the parks are being decorated and guests are being invited to wear costumes during operating hours from September 15th to October 31st. It's like the 70s and 80s all over. You don't have to pay a premium to get dressed up. You can just come and even better, there will be fall treats sold during the day. And, and I'm telling you, it's it's a list you would think, this looks like Disneyland's list, you know, where every time they do an event or something comes along, like Halloween, they do all of these special treats. Well, they're doing that at, at not just Magic Kingdom, but they are doing it through um, all of the parks, um, some for a period of time, some just the day of Halloween. But I got to read, some of these are just too funny. Poor Unfortunate Souls Float, <laughs> Cream Cheese Soft Serve, Black Raspberry Syrup, and Coke. I got to tell you, that sounds that sounds amazing. Here's another one, um, Mickey Monster Mash Burger. This is going to be available at Cosmic Rays. The other one was going to be available at Storybook Treats. This is a burger with Munster cheese. Um, Wouldn't have it any other way, I guess. Um, uh, Potato barrels, bacon, and sriracha aioli. Um, The Headless Horseman Rides Again. This is available at Sunshine Tree Terrace. Strawberry Dole Whip with Fanta Strawberry and a Headless Horseman Novelty Straw. I will definitely bring my son there because he loves all things Headless Horseman. Um, The Orange and Black Sugar Churros at uh, Pecos Bill... Um, tons of really cool popcorn buckets. And by the way, I have the complete list on uh, today's show notes and lots of really great photos. I gained, I gained weight just looking at the photos. Um, Nemo and Squirt's Noggin Concoction. This is only available on Halloween day at Coral Reef. Chocolate brownie stuffed with a chocolate chip cookie topped with white chocolate covered pretzels and a Mickey pumpkin garnish. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I got Scar Cupcake. That's a red velvet. This is at Flame Tree Barbecue and at Creature Comforts and Restaurants of Source. Red velvet cupcake with toasted marshmallow filling, chocolate marshmallow frosting, chocolate pebbles, white chocolate flames, and an edible icing image. Um, oh, let me see. There were a couple more that were just pumpkin cheesecake cannoli available at Pizzarizzo. Um, box of Bones. Chocolate eclair available at the Backlot Express. Chocolate eclair with dark chocolate mousse and white chocolate bones. It it looks kind of cool. And, um, oh, there was one more. Oh, yes. I love this. Constance's. I'm sorry. I can't contain myself on this. Constance's. You remember Constance. She is from the Haunted Mansion. She's got that little axe going for her. Well, Constance's, for better or for worse, wedding cake... (laughs) This is going to be available at the Liberty Square Market. It's a citrus cake with a raspberry, meaning red, Bavarian cream, whipped cream flowers, (laughs) and this is the best part, and topped with a chocolate axe. I am so in line at the Liberty Square Market. Just take a photo of that cupcake. That is... Too, too funny. Um. By the way, on our notes page, we not only show pictures and the complete list of that. We also so- show some pictures of the Tron construction that is continuing. They've started building out the canopy that goes over the outdoor um, portion of the coaster, which allows the coaster to operate under inclement weather. And also, hopefully, will light up in the same way that Shanghai Disney's did, which is just amazing. And then um, also, want to, we'll have a link to our last one, which dealt with all the construction going on at Epcot. As I mentioned in the previous podcast, this is the biggest expansion, biggest construction effort at Epcot since the park opened. And we take a look at it from front to back, um, Ratatouille to, to uh, the front of Spaceship Earth. Uh, just so very cool. So be sure to join us. That wraps up another Disney News on Parade. We're so glad you joined us. Thanks for being patient with us as we kind of had to kind of move podcast release dates around this week. Uh, But keep joining us because we got more stuff, including hopefully something on Josh DiMario's article uh, that he did for uh, uh, his uh, interview that he did recently. Uh, But in the meantime, Make sure that whatever you do, especially as you go into the into this uh, weekend, make sure that you always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. Um, See you real soon.